0: Football season isn't going the way we want it to. Some things you can't rely on. Some things you can't trust. Marcos Garza is not one of those things. I'm proud to partner with him for the Reeds Ranch podcast. If you find yourself or a loved one or a friend needing legal representation this football season, do the smart thing. Trust the Garza law firm. He won't let you down. He won't overthrow you. He won't underthrow you. He'll just throw it to you. 865-540-8300. That's the phone number online 24/7 at garzalaw.com garzalaw.com 865-540-8300 East Tennessee's premier dui defense lawyer criminal defense lawyer and personal injury lawyer before you say guilty say garza
1: i mean this is the last stand
0: <laughs>
1: Eleven in a row. Eleven in a row. Eleven in a row. Enough. Eh, eh,
0: thirty-eight in a row, as in thirty-eight on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome
1: to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. <laughs>
0: Another edition of Reed's Ranch. It is Tuesday, September twenty sixth. Seth joins me down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. It's good to hear your voice. How are the vibes? How are the vibes? Higher than last week? How you feeling?
1: Yeah, I would say they're higher than last week. Um, yeah, I, I would say they're they're markedly higher than last week. Last week was a uh, last week was some dark times. You know, but we've rebounded, and here we are. I'm excited to see everyone. I'm excited to see you. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see. Spend the weekend with my best friend, Luke.
0: The and Reeds Susan. Ranch tailgate gonna get popping about six a.m. on Saturday. So, if you want to be a part of that, patreon.com/slash Reeds Ranch. If you are a patron. And you aren't in the Discord, and you need to know the directions. Just shoot me a message, and I will let you know how to get there. Sorry, I had to do a but plug. Yeah.
1: No, no, the more the merrier. Although it'd be I a little to intimidating to come.
0: Brothers. It would be a little intimidating to come from out of nowhere. But also at the same time, not very intimidating because like there'll be a bunch of people, so you can just kind of blend in. Be I guess it'd be more awkward if it was just like ten people and you came so mingling with 70 people a lot easier
1: yeah, yeah yeah i mean it's it's a fantastic time it's a great time i can't wait to, i can't wait to see all my brothers and sisters
0: that's where my main attention is so far for the game week i have gone from getting a text from re patron levi on sunday morning Telling me he was about to be rich from betting on South Carolina's money line. <laughs> I've gone from agreeing that that was probably going to yield a lot of money to now I kind of think, just looking at South Carolina and I saw. I it think it's that, a sucker bet. Yeah, I saw they had like bet, right. seven offensive linemen that weren't practicing today. It's a sucker bet, and their offensive line already sucks.
1: And Levi's a sucker. So, you know, he's too cheap to pay $2 to join the Discord. No, no, he joined. He
0: joined. He joined.
1: But he joined only to brag that he made money betting on Florida. It's no surprise he fell for the clear, bad Vegas line. Just for the record,
0: I don't think he joined just to brag. I think he got a little extra spending money and had some real FOMO because the Gainesville tailgate was so good is what I personally think. But you seem to be a little more critical of our brother. That's fine.
1: I was glad he paid, so you didn't have to exit. You didn't. We didn't have to cut him out of the Gainesville tailgate picture.
0: That is true. Because
1: I was, I was standing beside him.
0: He would have been excommunicado.
1: And said been sad. the high table was about to decide he was, he was, he was done.
0: You've been, but he's back. Excommunicado.
1: So my attention's been
0: more on just kind of getting the stuff ready. I do think Tennessee is going to comfortably beat south carolina as we sit here on this tuesday afternoon
1: yeah i've I've changed my mind too solely i've changed my mind solely because of the line because this line came out and everybody's like oh it's huge it's huge it's huge and so i expected the line to drop down a lot and the lines not dropped down it's gone up so i'm now thinking that it's a sucker bet to take south carolina getting 13
0: everything i've seen about south carolina makes me feel more comfortable about beating them And I know they kicked our ass in Columbia last year. This isn't a night game in South Carolina. It's a night game in Neyland Stadium. And that's quite different, especially if I tell you that their offensive line is terrible and they're going to be a half step slow because of the crowd noise. Everything I've seen has them just dead last in the SEC in terms of defense. They can't stop the run. They give up big plays. They can't stop first downs. That seems like a recipe for Tennessee success, even with... You know, a quarterback who is maybe banged up, as reported by the Reeds Ranch Discord. You know, Milton got a an high MRI. Water mark, a high
1: watermark, a high watermark for the Reeds Ranch Discord. Hopefully, that did not violate any HIPAA protocols. Um, But a high watermark.
0: I feel like HIPAA protocols is only for doctors. I think
1: we're good. I think we're good. Like,
0: Adam Schefter, Schefter didn't get any trouble for Posting OCU Meniora's busted up hand, right? When he blew off three of his fingers? He posted the actual okay, X-ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We didn't have the actual like MRI results.
1: What a wild time that was.
0: Yeah, everyone was really, really mad at Adam Schefter for posting the uh the mangled hand. But no, we we didn't do that. We just we just had someone that uh reported that they saw Milton getting an MRI. Which it wasn't us. We didn't do it. If you're listening from the university or the team, Seth and I did not put that call out. We didn't do that, just for the record.
1: My dad texted me when I was on a run after church on Sunday. He's like, Reed's Ranch breaking news. And I'm like, what is he talking about? I didn't have a clue. I mean, I was totally clueless. And I got it back from my run and logged on. And uh, I was like, hey, my dad's texted me that Joe Milton was getting an MRI and somebody linked Tyler's post and I was like oh my dad wasn't kidding and then I saw the VolQuest post that like linked to the Patreon
0: (laughs) which we didn't do by the way we we didn't do that
1: (laughs) a high watermark a high watermark for the discord
0: but I think we're going to roll I think South Carolina's not going to be able to block us and I also just think that they're not going to be able to stop us you know maybe maybe they're still able to score some points but I expect a pretty crazy Neyland Stadium. Are you going to the game? I assume you have your tickets, right? You're going to the game?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. I expect blood. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. I haven't made the decision of whether or not I'm going to the game yet, though. Is it a big game, in your opinion?
1: It's a big game for Josh. I don't think it's really a big game in general. Okay.
0: So, as big game John, I don't have to go anymore.
1: I don't really think it's a big game. I think it's a big game for him to... You know, con- to... Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think my fear with Josh Heupel is that he's Gene Chiswick. He's going to have one great year, and then after that, it's going to be downhill. I really don't want that. So, it's a big game for him. Um... And then some would say it's always a blessing to get to watch Joseph Milton III sling the pill in Neyland Stadium. So you know, I mean, it's it's a it's, a, it's appointment television, I guess.
0: On SEC Network at seven thirty,
1: with Brother Cole and Brother Tom.
0: It is sad that we are relegated to SEC Network, but at least we still got the night game.
1: It would have been really,
0: really depressing had we not gotten a night game after the Florida game.
1: Yeah agree
0: since we had the tailgate set up and ready to go
1: agree it's gonna give it's gonna give the stadium a little more juice for sure so yeah it'll be a fun weekend be a fun time
0: do you think that we were trolled by joe milton running for 80 yards on the first play against utsa it was
1: okay 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 the second play he throws on the run to, to to castles, I, it was the biggest troll job. Like I, I'm sitting there on the couch, and I'm like, "Dad, you've got to be joking. You have to be kidding me." It made me mad. I said, "Dad, this is the biggest troll job on planet Earth. This is the this is the Joe Milton like extravaganza. This is the game where all the pro Milton people." the Milton militia they can point to and say this is why he's the guy look at what he did in that first half and I'm like he's playing a bunch of guys that I mean like they were pitiful the UTSA was pitiful and I'm just like this is it's just it was I kept saying it's catnip for Rednecks that's what that game was it's catnip for Rednecks you got Joe on the run you know, after he wouldn't keep the ball in Florida, he keeps the first, obviously, like, it's just disappointing because they obviously, the entire week, they're sitting there hammering into his skull. You have to keep the ball. You have to keep the ball. He finally he keeps the ball goes 80 yards. Will he ever keep the ball the rest of the season? Probably
0: not. Maybe against UConn.
1: Like, you, like that to me is like they had to sit there. Do you, I mean, they, they obviously sat there the whole week and pounded into his head. The right? fact
0: you that it was the first play, uh, uh, yes, I would agree.
1: Which is just so disappointing. Like, it. I mean, cool, he did it. Now do it against an SEC team.
0: Do it on fourth and one in the swamp. Yeah. But we cannot look back, brother Seth. We must only look forward and, you know, if you get to four and one at the bye week, many, many years, people would lock that in. Now, many, many years, you would have George on your schedule in that scenario, but... Uh, you know, in, in in this scenario, you've only beaten one team if you go four and one because you've played a bunch of cupcakes. I will say it was really funny just all off offseason hearing people talk up that UTSA team acting like they had a shot of coming into Knoxville and winning. I, I don't care about their quarterback being out. Their quarterback wouldn't have made a difference. Their defense could not compete. Their defense let Tennessee run for 300 yards against them.
1: Yeah, I, I don't understand what quite happened to them. I, I mean, the, the offensive coordinator leaving to go to Oregon couldn't have been that big a deal.
0: They also lost their best receiver to the transfer portal. They had
1: like yeah, they, yeah, they had like and they had like six starters or whatever. Didn't the best didn't the wide receiver go to Ole Miss? I, I don't know where he went, but I, I don't really understand what happened. I, I watched
0: and their quarterback, of course, has been out.
1: But I watched trailer their coach his interview during the game against Army in. It was bizarre. I mean, he's he had like totally given up.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say he seems like he has openly campaigned to go do anything else.
1: He was com- he seemed completely resigned against Army, which was a home game. I will say, at, props to UTSA though for just like they, they they have the bye game here and they just they show up to get paid. You know, they're like we're sitting our all our starters. We're not gonna try to win. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> That was cool.
0: And then they got absolutely, you know, just kind of manhandled for the first half. And then I don't really know what we did in the second half. I'm not alarmed by it, but I do think we saw more of what the real Joe Milton
1: is. I will say, I think there's two things. First of all, again, we seemingly every game have a quarter where we lose our minds. The third quarter. I mean, Joe Milton was atrocious in the third quarter. However, I am willing to give them some benefit of the doubt here and say, like, they were up what thirty-one to nothing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's over. At that I mean, point. you're gonna coast. Like, you're if if like nobody would say anything about the third quarter if they hadn't just laid an egg in Gainesville.
0: Now I will say that laying an egg in Gainesville, this team could have used a fifty-six to nothing victory. Or scoring agree. 60 points. like
1: I agree I, completely. I, yeah.
0: I'm not mad they didn't get it, but like I, I do think that could have gone a really, really long way of getting this team's confidence back because, quite frankly, I haven't really liked a lot of the quotes coming from players this week. They, they seem to be aware of the noise about Joe Milton feeling the need to come out and defend him. And that, that's never a good place to be as a team, I don't think.
1: Why is Tyler Barron coming to the defense of Joe Milton?
0: On one hand, it's nice they have their teammates back, but it's uh, it's not a sign of a team that's playing with a lot of confidence right now.
1: Yeah, to me, it's like, Tyler, you, you've had a really good start to your senior season, but we had one sack against Florida. You've played one team with a pulse, and you had one sack. Let's Let's get these sacks up, guys. Let's not worry about let's not worry about the other side of the ball because defense got plenty to worry about on its own. Am I wrong? I just I, I who was he asked? Okay, if he if if Tyler let me if Tyler Barron was asked about Joe Milton, forget I said anything. I'm wrong. Then I don't. He came to you know he answered the question. I don't know if he was or not. I just I don't know what to think about the team. Because Squirrel had
0: a similar comment as well. Which he had talked about how the quarterbacks have so much on their plate and he doesn't get down on the quarterbacks because they're going to mess up because they got so much pressure, is essentially what he was saying.
1: They're in a system that takes like all the pressure off the quarterback. Whatever. Who cares? Whatever. No reason to argue with me. I'm not Squirrel White. No, I know you're not. I know you're not. It's just there's nothing to say. Squirrel is above reproach. I feel bad for Squirrel. He would be an All-American with a good quarterback because he is literally open every play.
0: He's going to be an All-American next year with Nico.
1: He's literally open every play. That 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 touchdown. He he should have had two touchdowns Saturday. The short pass, like that. Okay, that short pass that Joe threw over his head in the end zone. I mean, that just that cannot happen Saturday or against A and M. That cannot happen. You have to hit that pass. That is gonna. I could cost you a game. You get a chance like that against Alabama. You can't miss it because if you start. We, we 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 can't go into Tuscaloosa and just and get field goals, you know. I mean, they're just going to sit on you for sixty minutes like they did Ole Miss, and you have a touchdown, you have to get it. You can't miss that pass.
0: Yeah, Alabama kicked Ole Miss's ass in the second half. That was impressive.
1: Uh, yeah, I do think that the um, I think that I. I put too much stock into the Texas and Alabama game, whereas, like, Texas was awesome and clearly the better team. But Texas, like, they Alabama made Texas hit these deep balls over and over and over again. And Texas hit them like Kenan Hooker did last year, and Texas was clearly the better team. But how many teams are going to be able to do that?
0: Yeah, Quinn Ewers throws a great deep ball. I don't know how many other quarterbacks can do it.
1: If you look at that schedule Alabama has, the only team that can do it is Texas.
0: Now, you know, hitting deep balls, Joe Milton can hit a deep ball.
1: Yeah, I, from time to time, I was, I was just really impressed with Alabama on defense. I I thought Ole Miss was like better than Alabama. <laughs> I, I I was, you know, but Ole Miss really locked. I mean, Alabama really locked it down on defense.
0: I, I just couldn't lock in a reality where Lane Kiffin was going to be the one that made Nick Saban go to two and two. Lane just doesn't have that dog in him.
1: That was an extremely, like, low-T performance by Ole Miss. Very low testosterone performance by Ole Miss. After, after Lane talked all week, all week he talked, Ole Miss just kind of came out, and they didn't really even appear to care. A very, a very odd performance.
0: The rest of our schedule, I mean, A&M they didn't look that impressive this weekend. One game at a time and all that, but like I said, we can very easily get to four and one this Sat this Saturday. Head into the bye week, come out, play Texas A and and get to five and one. And five and one going to Tuscaloosa. I mean, you still have a really big opportunity there. So as much as Florida sucked, the season is still in front of you. I know that sucks to think about because 6-0 and is much, much, much better than 5-1. and And I do think Florida sucks. Like, Florida looked terrible this weekend. They're 2.5-point underdogs, I believe, at Kentucky this weekend. I imagine Kentucky's going to beat them. I don't know how you feel, but I imagine Kentucky's going to beat them. Yes. So it does just take a lot of the wind out of the cell. But this win on Saturday, which is pretty important for Heupel. It's a, I don't want to say retribution because it's not. There's no revenge. It's like losing a Super Bowl to a team and then beating them next year in the in the regular season and saying, yeah, now we're even. It doesn't work that way because South Carolina gave you the lowest point of your, I don't know if I can say coaching career for Josh Heupel, but I, I would be hard-pressed to find a more disappointing loss as the head coach of a football team than what you had against South Carolina last year. That should be the low point of his career. That's the one he talked about in the offseason. Said the loss to South Carolina. He thinks about it more than the win against Alabama. So, like, this is going to be a big game on Saturday. And it would behoove Hypel and Milton to play their best game and coach their best game possible.
1: That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really just need to not worry about what's going on outside. And just uh, show up and just beat down a team that you are much, much more, much more talented than. And, you know, if you can get the 5 and 1 going into Tuscaloosa, you know, I mean, it's that I would have said that was unlikely following Florida the way I felt so
0: yeah you just gotta go out and do it at Knox strips our mission is to improve the health of our community through the utilization of IV hydration therapy IV therapy offers a wide range of benefits that cannot be ignored whether you're looking to improve your immune system stay hydrated or get over that game day hangover you can be confident that our passionate and experienced team at Knox strips will have an option that fits your needs We are mobile and proud to serve Knoxville and the surrounding areas anytime, day, or night. To learn more or book an appointment, please visit KnoxStrips.com. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. If you want access to the Discord, like I said, get the tailgate coming up. Game threads. Keep up with all the news. Break some news. Do all those things. Support Seth's kids. Got a couple new patrons to shout out. New, let's start here. Okay, we got new $5 patron, Cody Costa.
1: Shout out to brother Cody. We love you and appreciate you.
0: And new ten dollar patron, Jesse Thompson.
1: Shout out to brother Jesse. We love you and appreciate you.
0: This this podcast has been a little low tea so far, Seth. We need to pick it up, and it's not our fault. It's not our fault. But I, I do feel a little low tea just about the program and the the game week this week. I'm trying. Let's it's get tough let's to
1: get... talk about this game. It's tough to talk. about.
0: I know. I I agree. I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming me. I'm just saying. Hopefully, we got some good questions to kind of save this pod over the second half because it's been very low tea.
1: Brother Bob, aka Acknowledge Your Tribal Chief, and by tribal chief he means Nico Iamia Liava, asked me to retract my Gene Chizik statement. I'm I, I didn't comp, I didn't say he was Gene Chizik, Brother Bob. I said that's my deepest and darkest fear that when I when I lay awake at night, unable to sleep, I don't think about. Spending the rest of my life without a wife, I don't think about the Roman Empire. I think about whether or not Joshua Heupel is Gene Chizik without the hardware. And quite frankly, Bob, you should appreciate Seth
0: for being willing to come on here and talk talk about his deepest, darkest fears. He is saying you know that about- in perpetuity, he has Josh Heupel on fraud watch, not fraud warning, but just fraud watch. He's saying, hey. You know, we 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 got to know if he's actually the guy. He's got to prove a little bit more to me. He's not exactly all the way sold because in the deepest, darkest crevices of his mind, he's afraid. He's afraid. He's scared. And I think it takes a big man to admit that, Seth, and I appreciate your vulnerability. You don't have to retract shit.
1: Thank you. Brother dash asks what's Stetline Je... this is a this is an awful question after he's been bringing the heat with Joe Milton's son thought daughter but this is this is this is a low t question so I'm not even asking it brother wheezy aka marwan asks what are your favorite non football fall activities
0: what is my favorite fall activity i mean i love scary movies that's probably mine i like when it gets i like i like getting off some outfits fits as I call them I like you know getting a uh, little long sleeve action going wearing a couple hoodies but uh yeah my favorite thing is actually just to enjoy some scary movies in the fall that's mine
1: I, think I like to eat chili when it gets cold outside I do love that brother CB asks how much would you have to be paid to have no air conditioning anywhere you were staying for a year you can't have fans but no air conditioning for 365 days
0: so, no AC. Well, I mean, I guess at that point, you could just move somewhere cold and survive. Although, like, if you're saying, let's just stick with the spirit of the of the question, we're in Tennessee or Alabama where it's very hot in the summer. I mean, I would probably do it for, oh, man, now I'm thinking about at work, too. I was thinking just at home, I could open some windows and have some fans going and have me a cold rag at all times. I mean, $30,000, I feel like, is the number in my head. If someone gave me 10 rubber bands, or three rubber bands of $10,000 in them, I'd give up AC for a year. Because, I mean, you really only need it from, like, what, May, April, to, like, October. It's only six months. That's not that bad. Now, if you told me I couldn't have a fan or anything, that's a different answer. Got to sleep downstairs. Sleep in the damn wash. I just sleep in the damn uh, tub. Sleep in the damn shower. (laughs) Thirty grand. What about you? What's your number?
1: Uh, higher, higher, higher.
0: Well, you're a man of means, so I get that.
1: Air conditioning is the one. I guess I can. I guess it's considered a luxury.
0: It is. It's a. It's a common luxury. But imagine telling ancient civilizations about that invention. I know. They'd be like, "Oh, wow, that's very
1: luxurious." Yeah. Probably 50K. Okay, so not much more. No, not much more.
0: I was thinking 50K, but I know I would do it for 30.
1: Brother Josama Bin Laden, a.k.a. Baby Cam, a.k.a. Tennessee Soda. Baby, Baby Cam Truther. Baby Cam Truther. Baby Cam Truther. It's
0: crazy to me. We've gone from Baby Cam Truther to Josama Bin Laden.
1: It's man it's it's been a roller coaster. It's been a roller coaster.
0: Meanwhile Kirk Four Cousins, posts. meanwhile Kirk Cousins can't spike the ball in 29 seconds and let so much time run out. Mm. And I haven't mm. heard a, a peep out of that. I haven't heard any criticism about Kirk Cousins not being able to spike a ball because he says I can't make that call. I got to look to the sideline. You're how old, Kirk Cousins? You're like thirty-four years old. You're a, a damn ten year veteran. You can't line up and spike them mm. all. You can't make an executive decision. But no, it's uh it's Josama bin Laden. No criticism. No criticism for Kirk.
1: Brother Josama bin Laden wants to ask, what would it take for us to finally start Nico? Losses to a and SC? I'd say it's the M R I coming back positive. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd say you're
1: right. It feels like that at this point. Uh, Brother user Shirley with an absolutely bizarre, and I mean, I'll just say it, bad question. Would you rather be single for the rest of your life or be drafted in the military? I would rather be drafted into the military. It's like, the military is like the discord, but in person, it's brotherhood. It's being in the, the trench with your brothers, eating MREs, sh- shooting at the enemy.
0: Well, if you were single forever, you could hang out with your brothers even longer. I mean, like, if you get drafted, like, you're in there for, what, two to four years? If you make it out, you might die, but two to four years? If you're single forever, you could hang out with the broskies as
1: much as you want, Seth. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I think that most guys want to uh, fulfill their biological impulse and you know, have progeny.
0: I, I gotta say my biological impulse these days are just to get posts off. I get way more posts off as a single man than as a
1: hubbed up man. Being single does lead one to have more time to to post. Right. And that's my that's my
0: human urge. Not to procreate. Do I like having some sex? Sure, I like having some sex, but I like posting. Getting 20 skips in the Discord. Makes my dick harder than any sex. Just, just gets me going, Seth. I get such a... Oh, but
1: it's true. It's true. Colin Hanker really gets me off. I mean, is there anything better? So I'd say I would rather just be single forever.
0: That way I'll be an elite poster forever. Although, flip side, you know, we got some people that are married that are also good posters, but I think it would really hurt my ability.
1: I mean, we've got, we even got some good posters bringing their wives to the Reed's Ranch tailgate. So, it's a it's the best of both worlds.
0: But I just wouldn't want to be drafted.
1: Well, like right now, I
0: don't think it would matter much getting drafted because, I mean, I, you know, there's no <laughs> real active
1: conflict that I could think of. It does seem rather implausible that we would ever have a full-scale ground war again.
0: Yeah, like I feel like if we go to war, it's not going to be that bad because we're just going to get a nuke dropped on us.
1: Brother New Zach asked... But I would not have wanted to have to, had to Mar- walk through
0: the jungle of Vietnam, I'll tell you that much.
1: Oh, man. I hate bugs so the, much. The imagine, Yeah, mosquitoes. imagine getting
0: bit by all those damn bugs. I, I would definitely rather have stayed single than than have that happen.
1: Brother New Zach asked, kind of similar to Marwan, a.k.a. Wheezy, what do you think the most overrated part of fall is?
0: <sighs> most overrated part of fall... Oh, man, I love fall. I mean, I don't like any you know, of the pumpkin stuff. I don't go to the apple orchard to go pick pumpkins. So, I mean, like that's, oh, kinda, it's, it's, that's kind of overrated. It's the
1: apple orchard. It's the apple orchard.
0: Yeah. Like I, I don't do those, but like, is that like the pumpkin I, I, spice flavors don't do anything for me either, but I acknowledge people love them. So like, I love like, football. I, I can eat
1: apples year round. I can eat apples. I can literally eat apples year round.
0: It's like a horse.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Brother Landon asks, "What record do the Titans have before the tank begins?" Yeah, it's a good question. It's
0: what I will say is that I understand the frustration, and I, I, I truly, truly think the problem, Seth, is that every time the Titans lose, it's so painful. It's excruciating football when you lose. Yeah, like even when the Titans were good. Like, the year the Titans got the one seed, people are talking about tearing it down. I understand last year we were not the one seed and that we've lost seven games in a row, but I also you know, understand that right now we're through three games. We have not really played fun football for long stretches of any of those three. But when you lose, especially when you get your ass kicked the way Tennessee got their ass kicked on Sunday, I understand the question, Landon. But for me to go tank, it would have to be at, at one and five. Heading into the bye week, I would be ready to tank. One in five.
1: I will say that I felt like Sunday was kind of the perfect storm.
0: The Cleveland Browns have the best defense in the NFL, as far as I'm concerned. Or at least, like, the best defense in the AFC.
1: Yeah. It just, it does seem like it would kind of suck to get, for Deshaun Watson to just, of course, play good again. Yeah,
0: he busted a nut all over me. Yeah. He did not have very my consent. just kind of
1: out of nowhere. I mean, yeah. he looked completely hopeless. I thought he did until Sunday. Well,
0: he looked helpless even in like the second quarter when he had maybe the worst lateral of all time when he's getting sacked. He just yeah, chucks the ball twenty yards
1: back downfield. Li- the they said it was atrocious on the radio, and they
0: ended up getting a, they ended up scoring a touchdown because of penalties. You know, just a couple plays later, and then you know he scored a well, touchdown. Like the
1: very next play was a penalty. Yeah, wasn't the two it?
0: penalties. We got a rough in the passer and an interference on the ne- very next play on second and twenty-six. So I get it. The Titans are not fun. They're not fun. They're ugly. I will say that, like, I do think the Saints have a good defense. Tannehill played terrible. That was a little rust game. We at least beat the Chargers, which is more than some teams can say. Um, And I will say that so far, I think the Browns' defense – I mean, Miles Garrett is a monster. I had ultimate fan brain, and I'm ashamed at thinking that Derek Barnett would ever be anywhere near as good as him in the NFL. That that was a bad, bad, bad take back in 2016. I was completely fan-brained because Miles Garrett's a monster, and he just wrecked Tennessee's offensive line. But speaking of Tennessee's offensive line, they're missing two starters. One was gambling. The other had, like, his appendix burst or whatever. I would like to see this week against a, a gimpy Joe Burrow what the team looks like. I understand we can't beat the Bengals, but – if you beat the Bengals in your two and two heading into Indianapolis, I think you're in a pretty good spot. So I just think tanking's just a way too premature conversation. But at one and five, if you lose the next three games to the Bengals, Colts, and Ravens heading into your bye week, I'd be fine with tearing it down before the trade deadline and trading some players.
1: Brother, free tribal chief, aka Parker asks FMK Napier, Beamer, and Drinkowitz. Napier,
0: Beamer, and Drinkowitz. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about like skill, is is it is it Napier, Drinkowitz, Beamer in that order? I, I find I actually kind of like Drinkowitz. I know he's a dork. But especially compared to the other two. Like, I'm killing Beamer in any scenario. Although, I will say Beamer seems like he can recruit, but Drinkwitz keeps getting all those Missouri kids, and now he's got the NIL high school stuff that's going to help keep some of those St. Louis kids at home, too. Napier kicked our ass. So, uh, you know, I I don't know. What's your list?
1: I'm going to go uh, in order Beamer, Napier, Drinkwitz. I I can't deal with Drinkwitz, man. Okay. No,
0: that's fair. That's fine.
1: And my, my reasoning is that Beamer at least has like fla- that one flash of brilliance, so you hope that the night you spend with him, he's, he's having that flash of brilliance where he beats a top-ten team. Yeah. It's a long, long game. I'm still going Napier. That's probably skewed by where he coaches, though. It's just easy to win at Florida. Yeah, that's fair. Brother Panderson asks, do we prefer to be the driver or the passenger on road trips? I'm always driver. Yeah, driver for sure. I'm always Passenger. Um I hate not being able to control how fast we're going. I hate, hate, hate that because I want to drive fast. Um, Lane
0: management's my biggest issue. I'm a weaver. I weave in and out. I am a... I take advantage of all the lanes. I'm always fully aware of my surroundings and where everyone else is behind me and how fast they're coming up uh, upon me. So I use lanes to their full ability and i hate when people don't do that it drives me crazy it drives me bonkers
1: you're, you're a mover and a shaker i'm
0: a mover and a shaker you're damn right i am especially when i'm driving
1: that's all i mean that's all needs to be said now
0: if it's a long road trip if i trust the driver or at least like there's some other like if it's just, if there's two of us i'm definitely driving if there's like four of us and you know we're in a, a state where it's legal, i don't mind to you know sit in the back and get a little loose drink a little booze while the driver has to focus. That's always a bad feeling when you're the driver and everybody else is drinking in the car in states where it's legal. But, yeah, otherwise I'm always driving.
1: Brother Barrister Vol, a.k.a. the last man on the island, asked, same question as last week, does a great performance, whatever your definition from Joe, have you back with him? No,
0: no, no, no. He has to do it two more weeks.
1: Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, like, I don't know anything about South Carolina, but I am now convinced their defense is atrocious. Well, I just told you,
0: they're dead last and everything.
1: Yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. I'm convinced by you that their defense is atrocious, so no. I don't care what he does. Um, you know. This comes from... I probably wouldn't be sold on, on an actual renaissance, on an actual Joe Milton renaissance. Unless he walked in front of any stadium and just and won the damn game. Well, that, that
0: that that's fair because yeah, like no matter what he does the next two weeks, I'm not gonna have any confidence against against Alabama. So like, I'm not gonna be bought back in on Joe. I had confidence in him before the season, maybe or at least I wasn't out on him, but I have zero confidence.
1: I, I think very little of the next two opponents in terms of their overall program. Sure. Um. And their home games. So I think. Yeah, I think to like actually have me fully on side, it would it would require um, winning in Bryant Denny. Brother Kurt asked. Hold on, hold on.
0: Before you get to Kurt's question, I just want to follow up. I found the Brad Crawford had tweeted out South Carolina's defense in year three under defensive coordinator Clayton White. Total defense four hundred and thirty-two yards per game. That's fourteenth in the SEC. Yards per play six point oh two. That's fourteenth in the SEC. <sighs> Pass defense, 317 yards per game. That's 14th in the SEC. Tackles for loss, 19 on the season. That's tied for 14th. Opponent first downs, 21.5 per game. You guessed it, 14th in the SEC. In case you don't realize, there are 14 teams.
1: They're giving up six yards of play. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) So, in case you didn't know, there are 14 teams in the SEC. So, they are last... Or Todd for last in every one of those categories.
1: Brother Curtis asks, "Are we Negavals for showing up in attire supporting our tribal chief?" He is referencing the lays that will be passed out at the tailgate in support of Nico. No, I just think we're supporting um, Asian American and Pacific Islanders in general. They're a neglected, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you don't think about how can you support. Asian American and Pacific Islander rights. So we're doing it for you this Saturday by shining a light on the issue. Kurt,
0: I cannot say this for everyone. And, you know, I realize that we're a couple weeks into the season, but us showing up in our Hawaiian shirts and lays, at least for some of us, just simply shows, or it's just simply down since day one shit. You know what I mean, Kurt? He is our Uso, he is our tribal chief, and we've been down since day one, bitch. Like that's that's where we're at. Now, you know, some of us, not not Ra, some of us were in opposing groups, but some of us have been down since day one. So no, no, it's not disrespectful. It's just acknowledging our our, our tribal chief.
1: Brother Bob, AKA Acknowledge Your Tribal Chief, asks, are we buying the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey Psyop? This is just the Shield finding a way to hawk more fanatics.com merchandise, right? I will say
0: that I think it's mutually beneficial. I thought it was a great look for Taylor to be in the press box or the luxury suite, I guess I should say, with his mom. Looking like uh, an all American cheerleading girl, supporting her, her man down on the field. She went from being in the bleachers to being the cheerleader, if you will. And I think it's a good look for her to get her an American man. Travis Kelsey's got a little bit of edge to him, but really, I think it's the NFL, the shield. Like they have turned Travis Kelsey this offseason into one of the faces of the league. I see Travis Kelsey maybe more than I see Patrick Mahomes. Like, Travis Kelsey was the one hosting SNL this offseason. Travis Kelsey was there right next to Patrick Mahomes whenever they played Steph Curry and Clay Thompson in golf. You know, he is on the some of the commercials, you know, Bud Light and the, the, the COVID vaccine, and, and now he is dating the most popular woman and the biggest star in the world. Travis Kelsey is going to accomplish what I think we all thought Gronk was going to accomplish, that he hasn't really accomplished. Gronk hasn't really transcended and became a star really outside of football. I think when Kelsey's done playing, I think Kelsey's going to be uh, a big-time star. It's mutually beneficial, though. I-, I like it. I hope they end up together. That'd be pr- I-, I would think it was pretty cool if they ended up together.
1: Did it not surprise you that... She was so quickly like sitting in the box with his mom. Maybe this has been going on longer than people.
0: No, know. no, no. I am fully convinced it was their first date. I am fully convinced it was their first date, especially when you see after the game, like there's no real physical touch there. She doesn't come up and like give him a big hug. They don't even hold hands when they're walking to the car. I think she knows that it would be a. It's a really good look to show up with the mom. To she was making her own like French dressing with like ketchup and man or ketchup and uh was it ketchup and mayonnaise ketchup and ranch whatever it was she was dipping her fries and i don't know what the hell french dressing is but um and also just think that uh next week the chiefs play in new york city on sunday night football and we go- we we're going to talk about her all week and then she's going to show up again on sunday night in the box in new york where she lives about two weeks before her concert gets released in theaters where they'll sell a hundred million dollars worth the tickets
1: yeah, she's a master. At she's
0: I a genius. Like I, I've actually like listened to a lot of podcasts about her and like her dad basically ever since she was like 17 has been planning all this out. Unlike, you know, like he didn't get the, the criticism for being a helicopter parent like LeVar Ball or like Richard Williams or anything. But like it's been to that level where he has just mapped everything out of how she's going to be the biggest star in the world and how she is going to navigate everything without any real scandal and just make all the right moves. So I, I do think that's what's happening here. But maybe they fall in love. Travis Kelce is a handsome man.
1: It'd be cool. Everyone deserves love. Unless you're a poster. No, you deserve love, buddy. You
0: do. Oh, I'm fine. Just give me 20 skips. (laughs) Skip! You see Shannon admit he wanted to beat Skip Bayless' ass last year.
1: No, I did not. He, he
0: was on the not. Stephen A. Smith like podcast last radio show, and he was talking about how whenever uh, they had that argument about uh, Tom Brady, where Skip just kept acting like he was jealous of Tom Brady because Tom Brady so much better than him, that he uh, actually wanted to put hands on him. He said he had to restrain himself. He was came really close to beating his ass, he said.
1: I did see Skip tweet this morning asking, is, Dion, is Dion's Colorado now Black America's team now on Undisputed? I, how much of a sicko do you have to be to watch Undisputed?
0: Not a lot of people watch it. Not a lot of people watch it. It does very, very poorly in the ratings.
1: So, yeah. That's all I've got. I will see
0: you in a couple short days, my friend.
1: I can't wait. I look forward to
0: it. Uh, appreciate it, everybody. We'll uh, talk to you. Well, actually, we'll probably run up, or I'll, I'll at least run up a spaces as tomorrow night. Seth, you can hop on, of course, if you would like, if you're not busy. No obligation, but uh, yeah, that'll be on Twitter about nine o'clock on uh, Wednesday, most likely. Otherwise, I'll see you all Saturday. All right, I love see
1: you. Bye.
0: to the Osaw Penitentiary.
1: Bam!